Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Sloan Sells Homes Open House with Michelle Sloan, REMAX time agent and proprietor of SloanSellsHomes.com. You have questions. She has the answers. This is your opportunity to learn from one of the best and most trusted agents in the business. This is the Sloan Sells Homes Open House with Michelle Sloan on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back and Merry Christmas. I'm so glad that you can join me today on this chilly Christmas day. But we did have a white Christmas, so I think that should warm your heart just a little bit, don't you think? (laughs) I know it's been super cold and brutal the last couple of days, and there is end in sight. We're supposed to be in the 40s by next week, so you know, just hunker down a little bit longer. But if you are on your way to grandma's house right now or family or friends to celebrate Christmas Day, um, travel safely and certainly enjoy the day. Because here's the thing. Actually, I kind of like the last couple of days because I had a really, really good excuse to just stay in, snuggle with my pups and watch Christmas movies. And honestly, I don't know that I would have done that if I wasn't shut in. So thankfully, I didn't lose any power. Um, We have a fireplace. It is gas. So I don't have to worry about bringing wood inside or anything like that, but lots of extra layers. I will say it was as cold as it is and as it was over the last couple of days, you know, you will find the rooms in your home that are not as efficient as maybe they should be. So we're going to talk a little bit about those cold weather tips in this show. We're also going to be careful about fires in the home and we're going to try to prevent fires in the home for sure. And if we get time, if we have time, we're going to talk about, you know, living in our home as we grow older. And all of this is just really important information that we sometimes just need reminders of. So let's start right now with some of those cold weather tips around the home. Um, You want to be really conscious of your pipes, right? Since it's so cold, if you did lose power at all over the last couple days, you probably have lost power in the past and you know what to do, right? You can make sure that you keep your uh, drips in your sink, you know, if you're, if you have an exterior wall. So let's say in your kitchen, you look outside the window from your kitchen sink. That's an exterior wall. That's one of those areas you want to keep an eye on during those cold temperatures. You want to open the cabinet doors underneath because that's a way it will trap that cold air in there. And if you have warmer air, please don't turn on your um, oven and try to heat your home with your oven. That's not safe. 
The other thing that you want to do is you can have a, just a little tiniest of drips from your faucet and that a little bit of activity in your pipes will help it from freezing. So, you know, you're going to be monitoring these situations. The other thing, the other big advice that I have for you is once the power comes back on and things start to warm up, if you hear rushing water or running water and you know you don't have anything on in the house, you may have a burst pipe. And I have seen this several times in my career as a real estate agent, and it's not pretty. And we've had some super cold, even in Cincinnati, some super cold weather where a pipe will burst and it will damage, it will cause thousands and thousands of dollars in damage. Because usually if let's just say it's in your kitchen and that pipe bursts behind the wall, Anything below that pipe is going to be affected, certainly by the water, the rushing water, if you don't catch it right away. Now, if you are going away for a long extended period of time, sometimes it's smart to go ahead and turn the water off inside the house and drain your pipes. And you're thinking, well, how do I do that? Well, what you're going to do, first of all, do you know where your water shutoff is? Everybody in the house should know where that water shutoff is. And so usually it's in the lower level. Sometimes it's hidden behind a cabinet. Sometimes it's hidden behind a door. You know, there over the years, people who finish basements have become very efficient in hiding that water shutoff. Sometimes you need a little stepladder to get to it. So the first things first, and, and some people, you know, those of you who are saying, Michelle, this is just the, this is so basic. I know that, but you know what? Not everybody does. And so that's why, and I've seen it over and over again, where sometimes the most basic information is the most important because you don't think about it. Right now is a great time to think about and check to see and know where your water shutoff is inside of your home. Okay, so you want to make sure you know where it is because, again, if you hear water rushing somewhere in the house and there's nothing on, you're not doing laundry, you're not doing anything, you want to make sure that you can get to that water shutoff and turn it off. If you're going to be gone for an extended period of time, you can actually turn the water off inside the house and then you drain the water from all of your faucets. And so what that does is you're going to clear the lines and you're going to clear the water because if you lose power while you're gone, the water that's in the lines could freeze. And then you, when you get back, you could have a disaster. So you want to go to the lowest point in the home. If you have um, a laundry room in the lower level or if you have a bathroom in the lower level, you want to go ahead and turn those faucets on and clear all of the water. And what that will do after about five minutes, you'll realize because the water is off at the main inside the house, wherever that is in your home, you're going to turn that off and you're going to drain all of the water out of those pipes. And so at the lowest point in the house, and remember, you've got water all over your house running in pipes here, there, everywhere. So if you go ahead and from the lowest point, you go ahead and turn off or turn the faucets on 
drain out all of that water. After about five minutes, you're going to notice that it will come down to a trickle. That's what you want. You want it to go to a trickle or even be completely empty. You can leave that faucet, maybe just one, open so that if any additional water is in there, it will drain out as you go. Just remember that you've done that because once you turn the water on, <laughs> you're going to be, you know, you're running water all through your system, right? If you are confused or concerned about doing it yourself, you can certainly talk to a plumber and they can help you. A lot of plumbers do winterization of vacant homes. Again, over the course of my career at Remax Time and Sloan Sells Homes, I have, you know, worked with a lot of families who, and sold a lot of homes that were vacant. And when homes are vacant during the winter time, you want to make sure that those homes are winterized. And winterizing your home is so important to provide, you know, a little bit of extra protection in case we have these freezing temperatures again. My name is Michelle Sloan. I am the owner and broker and realtor at Remax Time. And you're listening to the Sloan Sells Homes Open House today on this beautiful Christmas day. You know, a peak of sunshine is kind of nice because we don't see the sunshine very much, right? In these winter months. I will say the first night when the snow was falling, I had a hard time sleeping because the snow was so bright and I'm assuming that there was, there must've been some, uh, the moon must've been bright as well, but there was a lot of moonlight and there was a lot of brightness coming in and I was awake at two o'clock in the morning and I couldn't go back to sleep, but I was just looking out the window at the falling snow and I could hear my house creaking from all of that wind. And so I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so blessed to be home in this warm home, you know, with heat and my puppies and, you know, my blankets and being all nice, warm and toasty. Cause I know that some people didn't have that and some people don't have that. So on this Christmas day, um, you know, we're going to say a prayer that we all got through this and that, you know, certainly we'll be able to get through it again and again and again. We may have a couple rounds of this this year. So that's why I'm talking about some cold weather tips around your home because as it warms up later this week, it's a chance for you to do a little bit of work, a little bit of prep to prep for the next one because I have a feeling we're going to be in this cycle this year. I hope I'm wrong, but I think we're going to be in this cold weather cycle. So hang on, <laughs> hang on. Okay, when we come back, we're going to be talking about some other great advice, some information. Maybe uh, if you have any last minute gifts after the holiday, you may be looking for some deals. I've got some ideas for you. Um, my name is Michelle Sloan, and you're listening to the Sloan Sales Homes Open House on this Christmas day. Uh, I hear on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to the Sloan Sells Homes Open House. I am Michelle Sloan. I'm your local residential realtor and broker at Remax Time. Yep, we're working. We're still working. We're always working. You know, as a real estate agent, um, we were considered during the pandemic an essential employee. And you may think that's crazy because that should be reserved for uh, hospital staff and road crews and police officers and firefighters and all of that good stuff. But 
it's interesting because we do all need a place to live. And you may not be shopping for a home right now, but maybe you are. Maybe you plan to get online and look at the home, you know, look at Remax.com and take a look at what's on the market right now. Now, you're not going to find a ton of things. You're not going to find a lot of homes that are currently on the market because I think a lot of people have decided that they're just going to either take a break and wait for the new year or the homes are going to be pending already. And a lot of people will ask me, what does that mean when a house is pending online? That means there is a contract on that property and they're going through the process in order to close that sale. So there's a lot of things that go on from the time you get a contract to the time that you close on that property. And it could take up to 60 days. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It could take up to 30 days is the normal time, if I would have to say there's a normal time. You could do it as quickly as maybe 10 to 20 days. If it's 10 days, if it's a cash deal, 20 days, there's a couple of lenders who can get it done pretty quickly. And then the norm is going to be right around 30 days to close once you get an accepted contract. So that's what you have to understand. And some people will call me and say, this house is pending. Can I go see it? Well, that's up to the owner. The owner will decide whether or not they're going to accept showings after they have a contract already on that property. So if you want to see a home that's pending, what I will do as your real estate agent, because I'm working for you, I may try to get you into that home if the seller will allow a potential for a backup offer. If you're super serious about it, nine times out of 10, it's kind of a waste of time to be very, very honest. And I will always be very honest with you. You know that, right? <laughs> I'm always going to be honest. But what I'm thinking is, if you want to see this home and you're still interested in this home and we can't get in, I'm going to talk to the listing agent for you on your behalf. And I'm going to say, if anything falls through, if that deal falls apart, I want to be the first one in. I want to be able to take my buyer. And if you're my buyer, I want to be able to take you into that home as soon as possible so that if you love it as much as you think you do, we can write an offer right away. And oftentimes, there are a number of reasons why a contract will fall through or fall apart during the process. The first thing is during inspections, and we are doing inspections again. When we, as a buyer, are buying a home you are going as a buyer to have a professional, a licensed professional, do a home inspection on that property. And during that home inspection, maybe you're only looking for the big things, which you should be. You should not be worrying about the cosmetic things because if you've walked through the home, you've seen those cosmetic things. You've also seen when you go through the home for the first time, and if you aren't looking closely, Hopefully your agent is kind of looking on your behalf as well because I know what to look for. I know to kind of keep an eye on the windows to see if the windows are all foggy and they've lost their seal, which can be, it could lose energy efficiency inside of the home. So it may not be broken, but if it's foggy, 
that may be a concern to you. The other thing that we're going to be looking at, you know, during the home inspection, I'm going to look for anything that's obvious when we are walking through the home the very first time. If there's a crack in the wall, you know, I'm not an expert in foundations. There are some normal cracks that occur in drywall or rock, sheetrock, or in your lower level. There's always concrete will always crack. It just matters how much and how wide that crack is. And then you're going to figure out whether or not that's a problem. Now, that's not something we're going to know for sure. I'm not an expert in that, but that, but your in home inspector will be. So you want to just take note of everything that you possibly can, but at the same time, you don't want to kill the deal before it even gets started. So one of the reasons why a deal will fall through is because something happens during the inspection that you're unable to make a deal basically with the seller to correct it, fix it, give some financial uh, type of compensation for that issue so that it can be taken care of after closing. And here's the thing, a home can be fixed. It just, how much is it going to cost? That's right. That's what you want to know. So as your residential realtor, Michelle Sloan, I want you to know, I want you to know all of the facts as much as you can get because it's buyer beware in the state of Ohio is basically once you purchase that property, unless we have evidence that the seller hid something from us, that's going to be your home and that's going to be your responsibility. And sometimes that's really difficult to think about. Now, there are some buyers who will come back and nitpick and say, oh, but you didn't tell me this or, oh, this is um, this broke a week after I moved in. Well, sometimes, unfortunately, things are going to break in a home. And oftentimes, a seller has no idea that it's going to break. And they're not liable for the most part, okay? You can always, there can always be a lawsuit. There can also, somebody can always get an attorney involved, but it could cost more to hire an attorney to challenge your seller on an issue than it will just to fix it yourself. And maybe a seller, you know, they may say, you know, that's never been a problem for me. But, hey, I'm willing to kick in, you know, half just because, you know, I don't want to have that karma. I don't want, I don't want bad feelings. And some people will be very generous, but they don't necessarily have to. And so, you know, those are the, you have to weigh the pros and the cons when you get into that type of situation. Another reason why a deal may fall through during the process of by the time we get a contract, an accepted contract on the property and closing is that the buyers may not be able to get the loan on the property. And you may say, well, Michelle, don't they have a pre-approval? Don't they have a pre-qualification? Sure, absolutely. But, you know, sometimes during the process, the underwriter and the lender can come up with some of the most bizarre questions because they are looking for through your finances, literally with a fine tooth comb. 
And it can be very, very frustrating as a buyer when you're asked over and over for information about a certain deposit that went into your account 30 days ago, or, you know, where did you get it? Where did it come from? And if you paid something off, well, where'd you get the money to pay that off? You know, honestly, it can be quite invasive and it can create a lot of stress. And on this Christmas day, I don't want to give you stress. I don't want to give my buyers stress. I don't want to give my sellers stress. The one thing that I want to do is take on some of the stress for you and help you understand the process. Once you are buying a home, if you decide to buy a home, the process is not necessarily an easy one. So, you know what? You want to make sure that you have a competent, experienced real estate agent on your side. And I hope when it, time, when it comes time for you to buy or sell your home, you think of me, Michelle Sloan, at Sloan Sells Homes. My partner is Madison Sloan. He is my son. And he's 28 and he got his license this year and I'm so proud of him. He has a lot of knowledge about electrical and plumbing. He's not an expert, but he has a lot of knowledge that he can share and help. Um, and I've got a story to tell. Actually, after we go to a quick break for news, I've got a story to tell of a situation that happened this past week. and you know, cooler heads prevailed and we were able to close and, and that's the most important thing. But sometimes things will happen at the very last minute and you're like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Well, hopefully, again, your real estate agent's going to keep their head cool and they're going to find the solution and we're going to close and everybody's going to be happy. That's what we want. Everybody to be happy. All right, we're going to take a break for news. I'll be right back. My name's Michelle Sloan from Sloan Sells Homes and Remax Time, and you're listening to the Sloan Sells Homes Open House on 55KRC, the talk station. When it comes to real estate, you can have a thousand questions. Luckily, there's one agent you can turn to for honest answers. Remax Time agent Michelle Sloan from SloanSellsHomes.com. This is your opportunity to learn from one of the best and most trusted agents in the business. This is the Sloan Sells Homes Open House with Michelle Sloan on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back and Merry Christmas. I hope you're having a great day. In the last couple of days, you've stayed warm. And, you know, if you're out and about today visiting family, I hope you're having a wonderful day. And thanks for listening. Honestly, I really appreciate it. So next up, we're going to talk a little bit about, oh, well, wait a minute. Before the break, I said I was going to tell you a story. And I will definitely do that because it's an important one to, to think about once your home is vacant and you plan to sell it, it's important to know that a buyer most likely is going to go through your home right before closing, either the day before closing or a couple of hours before closing. So we had a situation. It was a situation last minute that we were closing on a property. And when the buyer's agent 
opened the door to do their final walkthrough, they smelled gas. Okay, the house is vacant. They smell gas. The, the, the odor is quite strong. And they called me, the listing agent, right away and said, um, I think we have a problem here. Okay, well, the first thing she did was she just left the door open to the house and she didn't go in. She was alone. She was actually doing the walk. The agent was doing the walkthrough for her buyers, which is fine because that happens sometimes. I will do an, uh, an inspection for you before closing just to make sure everything's in order because that's really all that final inspection is just to be clear, it's just to walk through to make sure there's no extra holes in the walls to make sure there's, again, yeah, like this, there's no odor. So thankfully, the sellers helped me. I mean, the agent called me first as the listing agent, called me, oh my gosh, what do I do? I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to call Duke. I'm going to come over. My son, Madison, is going to come over. We're going to see if we can locate the source. There's only a couple of things that it probably could be. It could be the fireplace. It could be the water heater. Um, a few things. It was cold, so maybe the pilot light went out, but the gas continued to flow. Okay, so we called Duke. Duke said we'll send someone out within the hour. I'm like, okay, that's cool because we can wait. We'll, we'll wait outside. We'll be safe. We'll stay out of, the, out of the home. And then when we got there, we noticed that the fireplace, the key had the fireplace open, but the, the, there was nothing lit, right? The pilot light had gone out. Now, sh there should be an opportunity for once the pilot light goes out, it should actually shut off the gas automatically, but I'm not sure that that happened. So the Duke person came in, he had his little meter, he checked it, he said, yep, this is where it's coming from. We turned it off, we turned the gas off to that fireplace, and almost immediately the air started to clear, and we could tell a noticeable difference that the gas was not continue. It wasn't as strong, obviously. Okay. So, you know, certainly there are reasons and we wanted to figure it out. So the Duke person, um, the technician was awesome. And then I actually tried to tip him and he wouldn't take any money because he came out really quickly. We were trying to close and um, he went all through the house with his little detector to check to see if there was any gas coming from anywhere else in the home. So we were able to isolate it. We were able to figure it out. We turned the gas off to that fireplace. It was a gas fireplace. We turned the gas off, actually not in just one spot. In this home, they had two shutoffs to that fireplace, which was awesome. We turned it off. We closed. Everybody's happy. We, of course, let the, the buyers know what happened and the cause. And so, you know, all is well. But, you know, these kinds of things, honestly, <laughs> they have a tendency to happen. Did anybody do anything wrong? No. Did the sellers do anything wrong? No. Did they hide anything? No. It's just a matter of keeping a cool head, an absolutely cool head. Now, had something happened in that home, again, it was vacant. There wasn't anybody around. 
could there have been a fire of some sort? Possibly. Could somebody have gotten sick? Well, yeah, if you were in the house, but that's why they put the, the gas smell stinks like rotten eggs for a reason. Because if you smell it, get out. And we were about ready. We, we, the other option too was to call the fire department because I'm pretty sure that the fire department has a way to test to make sure that the gas, there's no gas leaking inside the home as well. My name is Michelle Sloan. I'm your local residential realtor and broker. And um, I also, <laughs> I am have many, many hats that I wear over the course of my day. So troubleshooting, yes, check. Um, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. <laughs> Um, but the one thing that we want to do is, did you know winter, half of all home heating fires occur in December, January, and February? So December's almost over. We're about ready to go into January and February. And, and certainly with the cold temperatures that we've had this week, you want to be really, really careful around your home to keep it safe. Not only for yourself, but your pets and your family members and your neighbors as well. So a couple things you can do, and here's the, if you have some elderly neighbors, you want to check on them, please. Um, take a moment. If you know that they're home alone on this Christmas day, just maybe even just take them a warm cup of hot cocoa or something. Or um, if you're having a big meal, invite them over or at least take them a plate because you have no idea. It will make your heart warm and it will make them feel so good as well. So half of all the home heating fires occur in December, January, and February. One in every seven home fires and one in every five home fire deaths involves your heating system, some sort of heating equipment that you have inside your home. So your furnace, your fireplace, um, whatever you're using to warm your home obviously could be a cause for a fire. And fighting a fire when it's this cold out, and we've had a few if you've been watching the news over the last couple of days, you know, the firefighters are trying to put these fires out. They're putting water on the fire and it is instantly freezing causing i mean it's it's dangerous for our firefighters so we want to avoid that at all costs okay so you want to make sure that you're keeping anything that can burn socks dog toys newspapers magazines keep it at least three feet away from any heat source like a fireplace a wood stove your radiator space heaters Sometimes you want to put that space heater so close to your tootsies, your little toes, to keep them nice and warm. But again, be careful. Thankfully, a lot of the newer space heaters, if they happen to tip over, they will turn off. But if you are working with an older space heater, you, again, want to be super, super careful. And please don't go to sleep if you can help it with a space heater on. Is the space heater sitting on carpet so it's not terribly steady? 
If you have pets in your home, they could knock it over. So, you know, let's let's just think, yep, I know I want to be warm too. I, I want to be warm, but I would rather put on five blankets and wear a coat to sleep rather than have a space heater on that could potentially start a fire in your home while you're sleeping. Um, keep your portable generators outside away from windows and as far away from your home as possible. If it was professionally installed, I'm sure you're in good shape. 100% if you don't have a carbon monoxide detector in your home, you want to go ahead and buy one this week. Carbon monoxide detector. Oftentimes the carbon monoxide detectors are also like a dual function because your carbon monoxide detector and your fire detector, your smoke detector is built into one now in some products. So you can look for that. And I love this as an opportunity for you to get a new smoke detector because smoke detectors, like anything, they get old and they aren't as efficient. They don't work as well. So get yourself a new carbon monoxide detector, install it, get yourself some new smoke alarms. If you need help installing them, I'm sure that there's uh, either a family member or somebody can help you, right? And then here's one more thing and then we're going to take a quick break um, plug only one heat producing appliance like your space heater into an electrical outlet at one time because you could overload that outlet right so think about that only one heat producing appliance into your outlet and if you have like a strip of <laughs> You have a strip of um, outlets, like an electrical outlet strip that you can put like three or four things in it. Again, still just one because you don't want to overload the system. And again, that could spark a fire. Is it likely? Probably not. But why, why risk it? Why risk the life of your family and your pets? It's just not worth it. Okay, so I'm going to take a break for uh, one more quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to have some more awesome tips. We're going to, maybe I'll sing you a Christmas carol. No, nah, I probably won't. <laughs> but we had a white Christmas this year. How about that? That's nice. I wish it wasn't quite so cold because the kids probably can't go out and play because it's super, super so cold. And if they did go out to play, they should only have been out there for maybe yeah, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. So you get all that clothes on them. They go outside, they get snow on them, and they come back in and, well, it burned off a little energy at least, right? Okay, you're listening to Michelle Sloan. That's me, Michelle Sloan from Sloan Sells Homes and Remax Time right here on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to the Sloan Sales Homes Open House. I am Michelle Sloan, your local residential realtor and broker at Remax Time. I hope you're having a wonderful Christmas day. And if you are going to spend, you know, the rest of this day traveling out and about, just be safe. Take it slow. You know what? You don't have to be in a hurry. 
right? We don't have to be in a hurry. Just take it nice and easy, nice and easy. Okay, so today on the show, we're talking about some cold weather tips around the home. Certainly so very important. You know, it is going to warm up into the 40s later this week, so that's going to be great. And it may give you the opportunity if you kind of froze your your little butt off (laughs) or you got cold toes over the last couple of days. There's some things that you can do now before the next round of storms come in and the next cold blast because we are going to be in this pattern. I'm just going to say for the rest or the next couple of months. Let's just say for the next couple of months, we're going to be in this cold pattern. And we want to... um, We want to prepare our home as much as possible. So you may want to call a professional. If you have not had your chimney and your vents cleaned and inspected. Now, most likely uh, a chimney expert is not going to be able to get into your chimney until there's no snow on your roof and you know they're not going to be able to do a lot i want you to be careful because sometimes you know the chimney people will oh i've had some instances now this is when we are going through inspections and the chimney people will um charge you a lot of money to do a lot of things that may or may not you may or may not need So you want to call somebody reputable with really great ratings to know that you've got a real professional on your side. But certainly you need to have your chimney inspected um, every year. Uh, You may consider having your vents cleaned out. That's something I think that you can probably schedule over the the next couple of weeks. And so a couple of things. Let's talk about the fireplace a little bit. If you haven't had your chimney or flue inspected in a while, again, you may want to wait to build a fire because did you know that there's cracks? You can get cracks inside of your chimney flue that can easily lead to a fire. And when you burn wood, deposits of creosote can build up on the inside of your chimney. And creosote is not a good thing. It's cancerous, highly flammable. If it builds up in your chimney, Smoke from a fire can cause it to ignite, and then that's where a chimney fire, that's when that can happen. So just be safe. If you haven't had your chimney checked for a while, I would recommend don't use it until you do have it checked. Now, having you want to be able to close that. So if you're not using your chimney, you're not using your fireplace. You want to make sure that that flue is closed. Otherwise, obviously, a ton of cold air is going to come into your home. I've actually had several clients of mine who have sort of closed off. They've put either um, some cardboard in front of that open fireplace to try to uh, eliminate the, the cold air from coming into the home and the hot air from rising and leaving the home to be a little bit more energy efficient. Um, there are also kits that you can do. I've even seen, um, and I don't know what it is. I should probably look it up before I talk about it, but I'll talk about it real briefly because I don't know a lot. But some people during the winter, if they're not using the fireplace, they'll put these like balloon type things into the flue and it stops the cold air from coming down into the home. I'm going to have to look that up. 
I might have to look that up. But anyway, there's there's lots of different things out there. So talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I know a little bit about a lot of things, but I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I'm still learning every single day. The other thing that you can do, and this is actually if you have an older, older home with a fireplace, with a wood-burning fireplace, you may want to consider installing a steel liner which help protects your home in the event of a chimney fire i do think there's a lot of uh, chimney experts out there who recommend putting in the steel liner so it will protect your home it will it was a, a little more efficient and it, it's it's a good thing so if someone suggests maybe putting in a steel liner it may be pricey but that may be worth it if you like to use your fireplace a lot Okay, did you notice you had some drafts inside of your home over the last couple of days? When that wind is whipping, you are going to find out the location of some energy issues that you have in your home. And you may be surprised at how much energy we actually lose underneath our doors if they're not properly sealed. And you know what? I have talked ad nauseum. And you're probably like, Michelle, you keep saying you need to caulk around your windows. Make sure that you're blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know. And if you didn't do it and you had drafts and you were cold, I'm not going to say I told you so. But I might have told you so. <laughs> The one thing that you can do, though, if you didn't get a chance to caulk or add some weather stripping around your doors and windows, you can, you know, seal those drafts a little bit by putting rolling up a towel and putting it underneath the door. You've also have you seen and I don't I don't see them very much anymore, but my grandma had what's called a draft snake. And it looks like a snake. It looks like, um, you know, it's it's about five inches wide. It could have like little pellets of sand in it. It could, my, I think my grandma just put like used shopping bags inside of it and put it in front of the door to stop the drafts from underneath the door. And you could also use socks. If you have some old socks, you can sort of tie them together and make a little snake to put underneath the door. Not underneath, but like right up against the bottom of the door where the where the cold air is coming in. Make sure that you keep your garage door. If you have a garage door, keep it closed. Because again, as much cold air, I am I will definitely make sure that the rooms that I'm not using some extra bedrooms that I have in my home. I also have like a sunroom, a three season room that gets super cold during these temperatures. So I close as many doors as I can so that I can keep all of the heat where I want it, where I am, <laughs> where I am and my puppies are because we don't like to be cold. Um, the one thing is too, if you're trying to save energy, um, or if you're planning to leave your home for an extended period of time and you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to turn the heat down to like 45 degrees. That's not freezing. But it is. It can freeze your pipes. If the pipes are against an exterior wall, the inside is only 45 degrees. You haven't opened up those bottom cabinets to let warmer air go in. I'm going to always, always recommend that you never 
have your um, don't have your temperature inside your home less than 65 degrees during the winter. I mean, if you start to drop it below 55, again, you can have some issues with your pipes. So you may consider doing some sort of a smart programmable thermostat. Now, I know a lot of people are against it. I have one client who is retired and he's like, I just want an old time thermostat where I can turn it to hot and cold and move the temperature where I want it or just leave it be at 70 degrees all year round. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. You can save some money by installing a programmable thermostat and that's something that your heating and cooling company can do for you, can help you with. Um, so it will definitely, smart thermostats are a good thing, but you have to be a little technology savvy because they do, the, the smart thermostats, and they're a little bit, sometimes they're a little over my head because you want to set it and forget it. Now I have a smart thermostat at my office. So during the week, Monday through Friday, when the office is open, I have the temperature set at one thing, but then when nobody's in the office on the weekends, I turn it down because I, I don't have to have it, you know, nice and warm, spending my little hard-earned dollars when nobody's in, in the office. So a, sm a smart thermostat might be the way to go. It's a good little after Christmas gift. What do you think? All right. I'm out of time. I have just enjoyed so much spending this year with you and talking to you today on this beautiful Christmas day. I wish you many, many blessings and safe, safe travels. And thank you so much again. My name is Michelle Sloan. If you need me, you can find me at sloansellshomes.com. Remax Time is the name of... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My company, and you're listening to Sloan Sells Homes right here on 55KRC, the talk station. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.